Good morning. Stephen Smith, 早上好。Can you guys see the screen? Ah,、uh, yes. Great, wonderful. Good morning, everyone. Wonderful to be with you today. Ah,、uh, Stephen Smith, 早上好。跟能够跟大家一起敬拜，呃，非常的喜乐。Let's pray. 我们来祷告。Heavenly Father, thank you so much. For, thank you so much for bringing us here together. Thank you for this technology that we have, so that we can still fellowship with one another. Ah,、uh, with the ah,、uh, with the 现有的科技，我们非常的感恩，我们借此能够一样在主面前聚集。Thank you, Lord, that we can fellowship like the first century Christians by being sort of connected house to house. 啊，我们谢谢主，借着科技，我们一家一家能够连线起来，就如同呃初代教会，呃一家一家啊啊连起来，一起在主里面聚集。And Lord, as we come before you, we ask that you open your word to our mind. 啊，主，我们来到你面前，我们请求主来打开我们的心思意念，让我们能够接受你的话语。That you speak to us by the Holy Spirit. 我们请求主借着圣灵对我们每一个人的心讲话。And that we have a heart full of joy and peace and praise to you. Ah, 让我们内心深处充满平安喜乐，充满对主的赞美。Lord, as those words of the song said, thank you for loving us. Ah,、uh, 就像我们刚刚唱的这首诗歌，谢谢主是如此的爱我们。Thank you for saving us. 谢谢主拯救我们。Thank you for carrying away our sins. 谢谢主把我们的罪啊、uh, 挪去。Thank you for justifying us freely. 谢谢主，白白的让我们称义。And and thank you, Lord, that you're coming again. 谢谢主，你还围着我们再来。In your name, Jesus, we pray. 奉耶稣基督的名祷告。Amen, amen. So happy New Year, everyone. 啊，在此祝大家新年快乐。I wonder if you have selected any verses to start the new year with. 啊、uh, ，不知道弟兄姊妹有没有呃、uh, 有没有选呃呃选连连读的经文 ？For me, I have about two verses that I am looking to hold on to in the new year. 啊、uh, ，对我来说，呃、uh, ，神呃、uh, 给我两句经文，我希望呃、uh, 在二零二二年我来一年都来持守这两句经文。One set of scriptures I'll be meditating on this year is Galatians five sixteen, which talks about walking in the Spirit. 嗯、um, ，那第一段经文是在加拉太书的五章十六节，呃、uh, ，这一段经文呃、uh, 教导我们如何在圣灵里行事。And another set of scripture is in Hebrews chapter twelve, verses one to two. Um, 还有一段经文是在希伯来书十二章一到二节 Let me read for you Hebrews chapter twelve, verses one to two. 啊，我们来一起读一下希伯来书的十二章一到二节 It says, "Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight." Which I associate with not just sin but the past, and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. 
啊，希伯来书十二章一到二节，我们既有这许多的见证人，如同云彩围着我们，就当放下各样的重担，脱去容易缠累我们的罪，恒心忍耐，奔那摆在我们前面的路程，仰望为我们信心创始成终的耶稣，他因摆在前面的喜乐，就轻看羞辱，忍受了十字架的苦难，便坐在神宝座的右边。So as as we talk about the, the title of this message today, which is called a point in time. Ah,、uh, 今天呢，呃、uh, ，今天讲到的题目是每时每刻。And as we think about the verses we just read or heard, um, 我们也呃、uh, 来来来来思想我们刚刚所读的呃希伯来书的经文。I wonder how do we, or how are we supposed to run this race of life? With endurance, uh, 我们来一起来思考，我们如何在对信仰的呃呃旅程上，我们呃忍耐的，我们持守的来奔跑下去。And, and and I like how Paul uses this word "run." How he says, "Let us run with endurance." Um, 使徒保罗啊、呃，在这里说，嗯、呃，要。奔那摆在我们前面的路程，我特别喜欢他用的这个字“奔跑”。奔。It doesn't say crawl. It doesn't say walk. It doesn't say、uh, just casually stroll. But it says run. 啊，保罗在这里没有说我们在爬，也没有说随随便便的就走走路。他在这里说是奔。It sort of lines up with what Paul typically says when he says redeem the time. Right, make the most of your time. I think Paul knows that time is short, and so we are to run. Um, Paul, in other places, also said we must remember the time because Paul knows that time is very short, very precious. So he encourages us to run, run to overtake the time ahead of us. So to answer the question, how do we run with endurance? Ah, how can we run with endurance? The answer really is by valuing time, so that we can make godly decisions. Ah, we truly is need to treasure God placed in our hands. And every minute, we must be valuing time. And valuing that time to make godly decisions, always, of course, keeping our eyes, as the Scripture says, looking unto Jesus. 所以，我们每时每刻，我们都要知道那个时刻的宝贵。我们要用那宝贝的时刻，要立志，要来行行在神的旨意当中，要仰望为我们信心创始成终的耶稣。So this morning, the message is about making godly decisions and how we do that. 啊、um, ，所以今天早上我跟大家分享的就是我们如何每时每刻，我们都做合神心意的决定。And how to make godly decisions in the light of eternity or time? Ah,、uh, 我们就这永恒的眼光，我们如何来每时每刻做合神心意的决定 ？Now, one way of making godly decisions is to think about our time, to think about how short our time really is here on earth. Ah,、uh, 我们首先要思考我们在地上的生命是何等的短暂。Now,、oh, there we go. Oh, sorry, guys.、Uh, let's go. There we go. 
So one person who actually thought about time often was Steve Jobs. And Steve Jobs giving a speech at Stanford talked in his speech to graduates about death. And he said, if I knew that today was my last day on earth, would I want to do what I'm about to do? And Steve Jobs said this is how he thinks each day, and he was sharing this with Stanford graduates. So Steve Jobs would use this question or statement each day as a filter to help him make better decisions. So when you face decisions, in other words, what he's saying is when you face decisions in the light of death, your thinking becomes clearer. And interestingly enough, Steve Jobs said that death has a way of helping you to see what's truly important. I think the Bible says it best when it says, Where, whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow or tomorrow, what you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanisheth away. So what Steve Jobs told the Stanford graduates, he could have simply quoted a passage of scripture that's 2,000 years old that said the same thing. So according to the Bible and according to experience, our life is like this mist, like this fog. So our life on earth is here in a very temporary sense. And then just like when the sun comes out, it disappears. The mist disappears. Uh, 
So this sort of got me thinking about just my own life here on Earth. And statisticians tell us that the average lifespan of a male in living in the United States is about 76 years old. That's your average lifespan. And the average lifespan of a female living in the United States is 81 years old. Um, Now, I'm hoping to live, live to 90, or at least to 85. <laughs> But let's just say, for example, the data is correct, and I will only live till 76. <laughs> So since I'm going to be 50 years old this year, that tells me I have literally 26 years left. Which of course makes me think about this picture that I just showed you and this verse that we just read. So then I started thinking about, well, I wonder how many days, how many days um, this actually equates to with 76 years. So I did 76 years times 365. And so if you live to 76 years old, you would have lived 27,740 days. Well, look at how many days I've already used. So if I have 26 years left, I did 26 years times 365, and it shows me that I have about 9,490 days left. So out of that 27,000, I've already used 66%. Uh, so I want you to be thinking about that. I'm thinking right now as a 50-year-old person, As a 50 year old Christian, I'm at 34%. I have 9,000, about 9,490 days left. 66% of my days have been used. I'm at 34%. Now, if you have a cell phone and your cell phone is at 34%, you're getting nervous. <laughs> if your battery is at 90% or 88%, you feel encouraged. But if your cell phone is at 
But I know for me, when I start seeing my phone dip into the 70s and then the 60s, I'm starting to look for a charger. And if my phone gets to 34%, I am really looking for a charger. So this just got me thinking about my life in the new year and about how short our life is and also how many days I have left on earth. And this started getting me to think that my life, just like your life, is made up of really these points in time, and they're limited. So here are some basic conclusions already. I hope that you've seen already that time is valuable. It's valuable because it's short and it goes quickly. And I'm hoping you also realize that, well, if my life is so short and time is so valuable and time is so short, each moment counts. Like each moment of this life counts. And then I started thinking that, well, really, our life is really a culmination of points in time where either we make godly decisions or ungodly decisions. So ultimately, you have a choice. God has given you, each person, a choice about how you are going to use this time. Sixty-six percent of my time is already gone. And as I reflect on those, that time, it becomes these moments of time where I have done certain things. And the things that I find to be the most valuable within that 66% of that time that I've already used are the things I've done for God. Those are the things that seem to have the, the most meaning. And it shows me also how powerful a point in time, a moment in time is. And it shows me that I don't have much time left. Uh, 
So in a point in time, decisions are made. And God is the best one who models the value of time. And God is the best one who models how to make the best decisions in a point in time. I wonder when you reflect on your life, regardless of where you are in your life, how old you are, but when you reflect on your life, what, what kind of decisions do you think about that make you say those are great decisions? In other words, what decisions are you most proud of? Look at how God used time and look at the decisions he made in those points in time. There was a point in time when God decided to speak. There was a point in time when God said, let there be light. There was a point in time when God spoke and said, I am, and revealed his name. There was a point in time when God became human and dwelt among us. There was a point in time when God walked on water. There was a point in time when God carried the guilt and the penalty and the sins of the world. There was a point in time when he died and was buried and then came out of the tomb, was resurrected. These are profound moments in time. And these are some of the things God decided to do in points in time. There comes a point in time when you too have to make a decision. And you're going to have to make a decision to either put yourself first or to put God first. You know, 
You say, why? Why do I have to think this way? Well, the clock is winding down. There's going to be a point in time when the clock will run out and then you will face God. It's inescapable. You will stand before God. And it's all about the numbers. I'm at 34%. I should be reflecting on how to make better decisions in the points of time that God has, has, has left me to, to use. I mean, am I going to use the 34% of my time left thinking the same way I did for the 66%? Uh, I mean, think about where you are in your life right now. Let me ask you, what was the benefit of all of the worry, all of the fears, all of the anxieties you had last year? How has it helped you right now? As you're sitting, wherever you are now, has all of that fear and worry and anxiety, has that helped you right now? Are you a better person? Are you closer to God? Are you stronger now because of all that time you spent worrying? Young person, all that time you spent on TikTok and Instagram, all that time you spent on your phone, are you closer to God today? because of all the time you spent last year doing those things? Do you believe you're a better person right now because of all the times you decided not to read the Bible last year? Uh, uh, you say, well, why does it matter? Because the cell phone 
is running out of energy and it can't be recharged. Uh, this is very important because our phone is charged. 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 Our phone is and so I want to ask you in the time that we have left, what decisions will you make for God this year in the points of time which you have left? For those of you who are past 76 years old, if you're a male, you might be saying, well, I've already outlived the average. Well, you're living on borrowed time. Which means that you need to really take that time and use it for God. So for this new year, you have a choice. You have a choice to do things differently. You have a choice to think differently. You have a choice to take the moments of time that God has given you and focus it on him looking unto Jesus. And I'm hoping that's the decision that you're going to make. I would say, and I hope and pray that you will begin the new year by rededicating yourself to God, by spending time, quality time, with his voice, by reading the Bible. Uh, the best way you can spend your time is by reading the Bible. You never waste your time by spending time with God reading his words. Any amount of time you read the Bible, it's time well spent. Because it's going to change you in ways you can't even imagine, 
and it's going to help you make better decisions. We invest in Do you know, as a Christian, when you became a Christian, do you know that you had actually promised God to renounce your own will? And you then promise to submit to Jesus's will for his life and all that he does. Um, and so let me just share with you very briefly and then we'll close one way I put into practice some of the things I've shared with you. So I began my recommitment to the Lord for the new year on December 24th. And for the young people who slept in that day, uh, you missed all the snow. So this was the snow that was in the early morning hours on December 24th. But because I got up early, because I'm older, I got to experience a white Christmas while some of you just slept in and just thought it rained. <laughs> so, what did I do on this beautiful, snowy Christmas Eve? Well, I went to Starbucks, got myself a cafe mocha, which I love, hot, extra hot, and I got my Bible, and I parked in a very quiet place to spend time with God. And I spent my time outside in the cold with a wool hat on, reading the Bible all by myself, drinking some coffee, and just spending quality time with God. And I read, read Psalm 15. And I took moments in time and I made a decision to open God's word and begin to allow his words to speak to me. And I began to focus on these two questions that 
David writes, he says, Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? What's really saying is, who is going to be able to live where your presence dwells? That, that's a very intimate place, by the way. Like, who will live in your tabernacle where you live, your presence? Who, who has a right to be there? Well, I be, well, David gives you the answer. He gives you the answer in the, in the next four verses. And as I began to read it, I began to realize, boy, all those things don't describe me. This psalm is describing the character of those who may dwell with the Lord. And I came away with two conclusions. One, I don't have a right to dwell with the Lord because I'm a sinner. I'm not worthy. None of these verses, verse two, verse three, verse four, verse five, speak to me. I'm the opposite of those things. And then, after I recognize that and I acknowledge that, a burst of hope came into my mind. And the burst of hope was God reminding me why he had to become a human, why Christmas was so important to happen. And I realized that this perfect character that's described in verse 2, 3, 4, and 5 doesn't describe me. It describes Jesus. Jesus is the one who's always acted rightly. Jesus is the one who's always done righteous things. He's the one that ultimately, fully, completely speaks truth from his heart. And as a result of this experience I had with the Lord on Christmas Eve, I just lifted up my hands. I began to just thank Jesus for what he did, for who he is, for the, the, the great cost he paid, and why I so desperately need him. So, 
啊，所以神就呃在就跟我的心嗯、呃、就说嗯啊、呃呃、主呃主耶稣啊、呃、是如何的宝贵。So as a result of this time, spending as a result of me spending this time with God, He became greater, I became less. 啊、呃，我因着呃在圣诞夜呃在圣诞前夜。跟主这样，那在话语的里面亲近神，那神就让我变得更小，让主耶稣在我生命中变得更大。And that resulted in me thanking Jesus for His goodness. 嗯、um, ，这样神就在我的心中，呃呃，充满感恩，呃，我能够感谢主耶稣。Praising Him for His greatness. 未来赞美主是何等的伟大。And worshiping him for his holiness. And then I concluded my devotion. I closed my Bible. I picked my daughter up at Orange Theory, and then I took her for coffee and a photo. Uh, And my day was so much better, so much more filled with peace and joy, because I was willing to take some time and spend time with God. Ah, so in the Sunday night, I made a decision to come in the Word of God to let God speak. So as we conclude, you've been given by God points in time. Ah, so we come back to conclude. Ah, you and I, ah, God always puts ah precious moments in our hands. It's time for you to make a decision. Ah, that we in every moment need to make a decision. There's no time to waste. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the truth of your word this morning. Lord, you know each soul who's listening today. You know their thoughts, and you know what they're going through. And not only do you love them, you want to have a closer relationship with them. This year, may they begin it the right way. By picking up that Bible, opening it, and allowing you to speak to their soul. And as they spend time with you, when we spend time with you, 
they will see who they are. 我们能够更加的认识我们自己。Sinners in need of tremendous grace. 我们就会意识到我们是何等的罪人。我们实在是需要你的宝贵的恩典。They will see the great God you are and why you are so amazing. 我们就能够更加认识到你的宝贝，你的伟大。And their worries, and their anxieties, and their fears on this world will grow strangely dim. 我们这样听你的话语的时候，那我们心中的忧虑，我们心中的呃恐惧，啊，我们心中的惧怕就都会越来越小。As they look in the light of your glory and grace. 当我们面对你荣耀荣光的时候。Jesus, we believe that you are the Son of God. This is we, uh, believe you are the Son of God. We know that you have died for our sins, and we believe it. We believe that you are the Son of God. We proclaim that you are alive from your resurrection. We proclaim that you are alive from your resurrection. In these last days that we're living, may we dedicate the remainder of our time to you. In our remaining not many days, we are really blessed that we can give you the glory. For you are King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Because you are the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Thank you, Jesus. In your name, we pray. Amen. Jesus, thank you. We pray in your name. Amen. Amen.